Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Dear Christians, grace, mercy, and peace be yours in abundance, and especially you, Brody, on your special day, as you ask yourself and answer with God's help this all-important question, what are you seeking? I'm going to start today with a story about two men who were seeking something and they found it, even though they didn't all at the same time. The year was 1896, late summer, in Alaska. The Klondike Gold Rush was about to begin because a prospector found gold. Two men found their way up to the Klondike area in Yukon Territory of Northwest Canada, and they also found gold, quite a bit of it. And so now they faced a choice. It's September. The Yukon winter starts in October, usually, and goes through June. Temperatures can get down to 50 below zero easily. Do we stay here and keep digging for gold? Because we almost certainly know we're going to find more. We also almost certainly know by next summer, tons of other people are going to be here, and we won't have the place to ourselves quite like this. So do we stay here and keep digging, or do we... Go and find shelter for the winter because of the treacherous conditions that are sure to come. Well, they were right about one thing. The next summer, thousands and thousands of other people flocked to the Klondike area, the Klondike River, Yukon River intersection, and began digging for gold. And much of them found gold, even though many more of them did not. But a handful of the ones who got there first found two men sitting on a whole pile of gold, dead, with a note scrawled out as to why they should not make the same mistake. So those two men found what they were seeking for, gold, even though they really didn't, because they didn't get to enjoy it at all. What are you seeking? It's a really important question to ask and an even more important question to be able to answer with God's help. Are you seeking money? Are you seeking power and control? Are you seeking plan A for me happens all the time because I win everywhere I go? Or are you seeking something else? something far better. God's Word will help us today. Matthew chapter 6, it's part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And the title of the section is, Do Not Worry. The verse that Brody picked on his confirmation day is the last verse of that whole section. So let's look at the first part of it, and I think that will help you understand verse 33, the end of it, Brody's verse, even better. 
Verse 25 says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more than clothes? Jesus tells you, do not worry, because the body and the life are most important to Him. Therefore, they should also be most important to us. He's the only one who can create a body and give it life. He's the only reason we continue to breathe each and every day and our heart keeps beating thousands and thousands of times without us commanding it or directing it to do so. And Jesus says, Is not your body and life more important than food? Which satisfies you for a few hours and then you need more? Or the clothes? which are just on the outside. They come in lots of shapes, sizes, colors. It's really not all that important, is it? Do not worry, Jesus says. While you're concerned about things from time to time, that's fine, but don't ever let that concern cross the line into me first worry where you are seeking first your kingdom. He goes on to give a couple of examples that we heard about when Vicar read the Gospel reading. Look at the birds of the air. Are they freaking out about the winter coming? Are they worried sick about how they're going to have enough food? They aren't. And yet they always have food. Look at the lilies of the field. Do they freak out about the clothes they're going to put on? They don't. They're not even here that long. Flourish in the spring, wither in the summer. And they are brilliantly dressed while they are alive. Without worrying. Jesus adds, worrying doesn't help anything. Doesn't add even one hour to your life. Doesn't help you handle what's coming tomorrow. Worrying today. So do not worry. But dear Christian friends, that's not enough, really. It wouldn't be enough to just say, do not worry, okay, Jesus, I got it. And then we just keep on telling ourselves, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry. And you almost can hear the worry building, can't you? Don't just accept his word, do not worry, but also be proactive and seek something different. That's where verse 33 comes in. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well let's apply that to our lives take a close look in the mirror are you seeking god's kingdom or your kingdom first in the area of finances i wonder what jesus would say if he wasn't sitting on a mountainside two thousand years ago but he were here in an american suburb with us what would he say He might say something like, do not worry about gas prices and inflation and what's going to happen a few years from now, your nest egg. Is not the body, is not life more important than that? Do not seek your kingdom first and insist, I can't be content unless the gas prices and the inflation come down and unless my salary and stocks go up. Yet we have to admit, I think, I've been seeking my kingdom too much. 
Too often, not God's. What about the category of getting your plan A or not? When you don't get your plan A, what you plan to do first, are you able to easily say, God will work it out, seeking His kingdom? Or is it difficult to do that because you are bent on getting your plan A anyways? And there's no other possible way it would work well. And how come God didn't listen to you this time? And is He even worth listening to at all? Too often, as we analyze our sinful self, we seek my kingdom first, not His kingdom first, as we are thinking about getting our plan A. Wanting to win at everything and always get our way. Another category would be when you're dealing with your own sin. And there's two sides of this one. Both are deadly. The first way would be when we are an expert. Thinking about, am I seeking God's kingdom first or my own personal kingdom first? It's easy to be an expert in how he doesn't and she doesn't and they don't and he doesn't and she doesn't and they don't while conveniently ignoring your own desire and effort to seek my kingdom first. So one side of this seeking my kingdom first is ignoring your own sin while being an expert in everybody else's. But then the second side is just as deadly. If you are confronted with your sin, if you do feel shame and guilt over it, if you admit openly and own, yes, I have been seeking, going out of my way for, my kingdom first, not God's. And he probably doesn't want anything to do with me anymore. And I probably have to do this and this and this in order to even get his attention to care about me again. Just because I have been seeking my kingdom first and stuffed Jesus either in the back seat or the trunk or even left him in the cold at the curb, we assume God would treat us the same way. That despair still is seeking your kingdom first. It's as though you have decided that even though God says your sins are forgiven in Christ, somehow you're the supreme court over Him. And His judgment doesn't count any longer for you. Either one is deadly. Either one is my kingdom first. Whether it's money or plan A, or pride ignoring sin, or pride intent on staying in the gutter because of sin. That's all. A lot of, I'm seeking my kingdom first. It ends in disaster. You seek your kingdom first, you end up like those two guys in Alaska with plenty of gold for the rest of their lives, but yet always wanting more. Never having it enough, doomed to failure. Thankfully though, your God is a God of grace. He gives us gifts we don't deserve. He gives us forgiveness we have never earned nor could earn. But Jesus, even though we have kicked Him to the curb far too many times, seeking my kingdom first, not His, never once will He kick you to the curb. Never once will He say, you're not worth it anymore. Never once will He stop loving you or forgiving you 
or wanting you to be home in heaven with Him in His eternal kingdom. Never will Jesus take your short-sightedness and say, forget it. Track the failure of your own little kingdom there and I'll deal with mine on my own without you. No. Jesus forgives. And He has the higher throne, doesn't He? So Jesus assures us that when we have sought contentment in finances, He gives us all the contentment we need in His promises. He assures us that when our plan A isn't how it goes, that His will can be done in lots of wonderful ways we wouldn't expect. Even if His will includes us not having a heaven on earth or anything close to it for a time until we get to heaven in heaven. Jesus assures us that when He deals with our sin, He just points us to His cross and His empty tomb. I paid for that. I died for that. You're worth it to me. I thought you were worth shedding blood over. I want you to know this so that we can have a great relationship not just for a few days, but forever. That's the heart of God for us. And when we listen to His Word and shove aside our own desires, when we let God's Word dictate our heart and mind, guess what? We are seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness. And then guess what else? The most shocking thing. Jesus doesn't say, I've forgiven your sin and everything else is up to you on your own. The verse that we get to examine today from from Matthew 6.33 is, Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. When you seek Christ's kingdom first, not only do you have forgiveness of sin and a home in heaven, you also have other gifts as well. You look around and your heart is set on things above in heaven and wow, I guess I got some money in my bank account, don't I? And I have some responsibility and power to also use to God's glory along with my money. And I wasn't even really trying for it or paying attention, but I have forgiveness of sin forever in Christ and an answer to show love to others when no one else will by asking Jesus to give me the love no one else would have. Do you see? You seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and God gives you everything you need for the life to come through His finished work, and then He also blesses you with so much more in this earthly life that we have, promising you, I'll be with you every step of every day. I know what you need before you even ask. And I will, most of all, help you to enjoy what you've been given. So that you aren't like the guy who's got a few million dollars of gold that he's sitting on, but spends the rest of his life literally trying for more, not enjoying it at all. No. God also gives you the ability to enjoy what He's given you as you seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and set your heart on things 
above. This is the verse that, that Brody picked for his confirmation day, and I think it's an excellent choice for him to capture and take to heart as well as all the rest of us for, for the rest of our lives. And I would like to read to you a little bit of what, what he thought about this verse as well as what Jesus means to him. So this is Brody's words. Imagine yourself alone on the side of the road and having no one and believing you are alone. That is what life is like without Jesus. What Jesus means to me is that he is the person I can always count on if I'm scared, sad, angry, or even happy. Jesus also means to me that no matter what I do, he always forgives me, protects me, and gives me my daily needs, everything I own. Without Jesus, my life would have been far worse. But I have faith in Jesus that one day I will be in his heavenly kingdom. The power of the devil will never make me stop believing in Jesus, for Jesus is my stronghold and my Savior. And I think that is fantastic to think about. Just more words to the the command, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. More color filled in, more thought attached to the hymn, there is a higher throne and it's not mine. And that's a good thing. God bless you all as you think about that and God bless you, Brody, as you think about that the rest of your life until you go to see Jesus with your own eyes. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.